Howdy folks, this is professional rodeo announcer Joe Coulter and I want to be the first to welcome you to Save the Cowboy. But before we get started, I want to ask you one question. What is a cowboy? Well, a cowboy is about character, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And you know when you scratch all that in the dirt, you're going to spell out the word Christ. And that in its simplest form is what being a true cowboy is all about. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride for the Lord. And may God save the cowboy. My grandmother, my dad is one of the most uh, calm-natured people. You want him in case of an emergency, okay? Now, my wife is great for everything except an emergency. Because if there's blood involved, you're going to be giving CPR to two people, not just one. But my dad is great, and my grandmother told me the story that she's only seen my dad freak out twice in his life. The second time he freaked out was whenever I broke this bone through the skin. Whenever I was in the second grade, fell on some concrete, snapped the bone, went walking up to my dad who was a... a whenever my great-grandmother sold the ranch, he went into law enforcement for a while and uh, he's seen just horrific accidents and everything. But when your little old, when your kiddo walks up and his bone sticking out his arm, dad went, Aah! you know, if it wouldn't been for my grandmother, I'd still be in that little baseball uniform with my bone sticking out, I promise you. She told me that later on. She goes, that was only the second time I had ever seen your dad freak out. And I said, when was the first? Everybody I know loves Millers, right? I mean, we just invite them. Amy's back there like this already because she knows what's coming. Everybody loves Millers. You invite them into your home. And how the crap do they get in the light fixtures? That is something that we're going to ask God. Okay, Because there shouldn't be any way that that bug can get in that light fixture, but it does. Okay. Well, Dad was out working and they had the porch light on and Dad was had his hands full of something and he was trying to come in the front door and he was about 15 years old and a miller flew in his ear and they could not get it out. It crawled so deep that they had to have his older brother hold him down because that miller was flapping against his eardrum and he couldn't get it out. My grandmother hollered for his older sister to go get some tweezers, and she would grab a wing and try to pull it off, and it would just break off, and the more she messed with it, the more it went to flopping around, and they could not get it out. And Dad was just going nuts, which, I mean, who, who can blame him, right? And so finally, my grandmother yelled, go get a flashlight. And they went and got a flashlight, and they turned all the other lights out. And she said, Paul, just be still. Be still. I know, honey, I know. And I'm sure he's paid a little bit, you know. I mean, he won't ever admit that, but I bet he did. And she took that flashlight with all the lights off and turned it on and shined it right into his ear, and that bug just crawled backwards and came right out. So, Amy, there you go. If you ever get a bug in your ear, turn the lights off, get your flashlight. But you know what? No matter what she tried with those tweezers, with her fingers, with anything, yanking on his ear this way, trying to open up that ear canal to get a better grasp on that bug and everything, no matter what she did, she couldn't pull it out of the dark. 
And no matter, you know, if I'd have been there, you get to a point where you're like, get out, bug, or something like that. You can't. And, and you know what? If you're paying attention, the lost are like that bug. They crawl into dark places and they can't find their way out. But we can't go in there and start just tweezing them out of the dark places. It won't work. And you know what? We can't go talk them out of the dark places either. The best way to get a bug out of your ear, to make disciples of all men and all nations, is to let your light shine. Shine a light in a dark place. We are called to live our lives the way that God told us to. We are called to live our lives the way God told us to. If you need a big fancy church word, we are called to live holy and godly lives. Our One of our purposes is to become Christ-like in our life. Now, I know that a lot of people, I want to try to take how you see things and twist them just a little bit. Because you know what? There's a fence line running right here. Everything out there is where God said, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. You stay in here. Everything you need is in here. There's water in here. There's food in here. I will protect you in here. That's why we have fences on ranches is because we can keep the cattle in there so that we can keep an eye on them. We can doctor them whenever they get sick so we know they have clean water, so we know they have feed. If they get out and get gone, we can't check on them. And that's why God gave us these things to do, like don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. He's keeping us in the pasture. But too often, we think as all of that as a prison wall. Oh, you know, we, you know, you, you see, especially here in Colorado, it, it just, I can understand it down in Texas because there's no grass except in the bar ditches. But you know, I'd be driving down Elbert Highway between Kiowa and Elbert, and there's horses. They got nine million acres of grass out there, and they got their heads stuck through eating out of the bar ditch. That is the best example of, of, most Christians that I've ever seen. They want to stick their head through the fence just on the other outside. They want to enjoy the privilege of being in God's pasture, but they want to eat outside of it. But we got to quit looking at God's way that He told us to live as a prison wall and look at that as a playground's fence. Because if we will just turn around, we got nine million acres and God says, I'll take care of you. I'll do this. He filled that Bible with promises. And he said, you remain in me, and this is what you get. But too often, you know, we've got, we got like, you know, we play the hokey pokey with God's word. Put our right foot in or put our right foot out of my hand, but you get the point. We don't need no hokey pokey Christians, guys. We need to turn around and walk away from that fence and go down there to that oasis that God has got prepared for us. We are called to live our lives the way God told us to. You are commanded to live a holy life. It is not that you go through that, well, I'll do this one because this one's easy for me. I'll do this one because this one's easy for me. But man, that whole right there about gossiping, I ain't going to quit talking about people. I ain't going to quit judging other people. I ain't going to quit doing that. Man, it's, you're supposed to do it all. Quit picking and choosing. We are called to live our lives the way God told us to. Let your light shine, but let me tell you something, because this is fixing to make it real easy. Did you know that the light is not yours? We reflect 
God's light. Now, everybody's seen one of those uh, flashlights on the back side of the bulb is like a silver mirror or something, right? That's what we are. We're not the light. We are only reflecting the light outwards. The rules are not meant to keep us from having fun. They're meant to make us more reflective, okay? When you've got a lot of sin in your life, it's just taking one of those little silver deals off the back of, of a flashlight bulb and just coloring it with shoe polish. You are not reflective anymore. And I'm talking about people that believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I'm talking about believers. Sin just completely tarnishes your your reflectiveness. And sin doesn't block out the light. It just keeps it from shining through us. It keeps us from reflecting it. We are commanded to shine the light into the darkness of the world. That's what he said. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, says this. Jesus is talking. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Everything you need to know was in those verses right there. Everything you need to know. But let's look at some of those things in those verses. In verse 14... You're the light of the world, Jesus talking. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. When you live a life that reflects the light of the world, you are unstoppable. The devil cannot hide the light that shines through his darkness. Think about that. Think about it from Jesus talking to you. He says, you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. He's given you the keys to being unstoppable. He's given you the keys to everything. He wants to lift you up and put you so high that you will shine brighter than you ever imagined. But we have to live a holy life because sin tarnishes that reflection. And instead of shining bright like a city, some of us are flickering like a light. Our batteries have gone out. And then we wonder why God's shaking us. Right, 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 right. Maybe it's time that we need to get rid of some of that stuff in our lives. When you live a life that reflects the light of the world, which is Jesus, you are unstoppable. The devil cannot hide the light that shines through his darkness. Have you felt inferior? You ever just felt like most people were better than you? Or or maybe you walk around trying to convince yourself that you're as good as everybody else, but inside you've just felt like, man, you know what? I I just knew that I was meant for more than this. Have you felt like you don't matter? Have you, have you felt inconsequential sometimes? Live your life right and let God's light shine through you and that will change. See, everybody wants this drastic revelation, but really it is that simple. The drastic revelation that everybody's looking for is, what can I do the least of that I will get the most out of? Well, it's exactly the opposite. If you will get rid of that stuff in your life that's tarnishing your reflection, God is waiting to lift you up and put you on a stand and make you unstoppable. But yet, He's not going to do that when our head's through the fence, eating out of the bar ditch of the world. He's not going to do it. Verse 15, no one lights a lamp and then hides it. Who lights the lamp? God does. 
He's saying, I'm not going to light the lamp and then hide it, dummies. If I'm, if I want to light you up with the Holy Spirit, I want to light you up with everything you ever dreamed of, and I'm not going to do that and then go, ha ha, and put my hat over it. He wants to build us up. He wants us to draw people in. He wants somebody to go, Dad, government, what do you have that I don't have? Why is it? That you've got it all together and I'm over here just struggling and feeling sorry for myself all the time. God wants to light us on fire and set us up tall. And I mean that in a good way. We don't light the lamp, we merely let it shine through us. God isn't going to let his light shine through us and then hide us away. Instead, he's going to raise us up for all to see. Have you felt miserable lately? I know, I know you have. I've felt miserable lately. Just because you're a preacher don't mean that you've got some like magic deal. Man, I get, I get mad. I get sad. I get depressed. I get upset. Just like you do. Have you felt miserable? Have you been down in the valley of the shadow of death for so long? It's just become normal. You just like, you know what? This must be life. I'm just going to be miserable the rest of my life. Bull. It's not life. That's life for the lost. We're believers. God wants to lift you up out of that valley for all to see. Are you like those dumb commercials? I've fallen and I can't get up. I nearly did that on the ice. I love leather-soled boots sometimes. But is that, I mean, is that what you feel like is you, that uh, constantly you got leather sole boots on and you're walking on a sheet of four foot ice? Constantly just fixing to fall at any moment. And then when you finally do fall, you're just like, screw it, I'm going to stay down here. Hey, come here and feel sorry for me with me. Lay down here. <laughs> come on, man. Let the life that God told you to live the life that God told you to. And that can all change. Live it. Start doing what he told you to do. He's not trying to keep you away from the good things. He's trying to turn you away from the bad things. See, in that bar ditch, man, it's full of loco weed and stuff like that, man. Things that'll hurt you. Water that'll give you the scars. There ain't nothing good out there. If it was good, it would be in here. I'm serious. But we listen to that old devil. Did God really say that that was bad for you? Ah, come on. Isn't that how he tempted Eve with the apple? Did God really say that you couldn't eat this? Come on. He just knows you'll be like him if you eat it. There we go. But yet we do the same thing. God says, don't do that. And we go, devil says, did God really tell you not to do that? And we're like, nah, probably not. And then we go do it and then we're like, oh, we're sorry. Come on. It's really not rocket science. Verse 16, verse 16 said, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. This is the hypocrite catch. This is the hypocrite catch. God wants us to shine brightly. He wants us to reflect His light perfectly. Okay? And He wants others to see what we have and desire it. Okay? You with me? But if we seek these things for our own personal gain, we will get caught in the devil's snare. Everything we do must be for the glory of God, not our own. That's why Jesus says, 
any who's willing to lose his life will save it. We don't do these things so that we can get a better job. We don't do these things so we can have a bigger house. We don't do these things so we can have a living living quartered horse trailer. We do these things for God's glory so that others may know Him. And you're going to have to have faith when I tell you this. Everything that we do on this measly, miserable earth will be nothing compared to eternity. Which one do you want? You want to live a life of sin right now so that you can try to please yourself, which just ends up turning yourself bad in the long run? Or do you want to live a life under God's protection, with God's providence, with God's nurturing and caring for you, and then spend eternity in perfection? Sign me up for that. That's what I want. Have you been trying to follow God? I, I, I know. I used to be there with this. Have you been trying to follow God, but he doesn't seem to follow through on the promises? I told God one time, I said, you said if I did this, that you would do this, and I ain't seen it yet. And he goes, well, you're doing a lot more than I told you to, because I just told you to do this. I was like, crap. Live our lives like God tells us to. Live a life dedicated to showing God to others, not glorifying yourself. And God's promises will be fulfilled so fast your head will spin. Word. Word. How do we shine that light? Isn't that the, I mean, don't get me wrong, guys. I've sat where you sat. And and I can see it in some of your eyes. Some of you are going, this is what you hear. Blah, 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 God, blah, 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 sin, blah, 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 blah. I know. I've sat where you sit. I ain't dumb. But if you hadn't listened to anything else, listen to this. Listen. How do we shine that light? How do we be reflective? We live our lives by focusing on God and turning away from anything that will darken it. Do what He told you to do. Let go of the crap. Grab onto the good stuff. People will be attracted to the light of God just like that moth. When we shine bright, there will be so many bugs around us, and that's a good thing in this instant. We will be attracting them out of the darkness. But they won't be attracted to our worldly successes. So don't try to do it that way. There is a gospel out there, it is a false one, called the prosperity gospel. They will say, you know, you come to God and you'll get that new job, you'll get that new house, you'll get this new deal. And and I'm not saying that God won't give you some of those things. But it is not, we are not looked to be successful so that people will want to be successful. We want to look godly so that people will want to be godly. There's a difference. There's a big difference. They will be attracted to many things like these. Confidence. You ever looked at somebody that just had, you know, and I remember Will Smith said one time, he said, you know what, I can be anything I want to be. If I wanted to be president, there's no doubt in my mind that I could be president. And you know what, I kind of believe him. I really do. How would you like to have that type of confidence in your life? That's what people will be attracted to, is the confidence. It doesn't matter in what regard. We can be confident that when we call on the name of Jesus Christ, that He will answer our prayers, that when we do say a prayer, He will fulfill it. He said in Matthew 28, I'll be with you to the ends of the earth. You know what? I'm unstoppable. Ain't nothing nobody can do stop me. 
Why? Because I'm riding with God. I don't have to worry about all that stuff. Now, I'm not going to say that I don't have a moment sometimes where I catch myself worrying about stuff, but I don't have to. God said, don't worry about it. Let me take care of that. Okay. You want confidence? That's what people will be attracted to. Not how much money you have. Not how big your car is or anything like that. They want to be attracted to real confidence. And you can have that when you live your life like you're supposed to. How about this? Happiness. You know, so the happiest people I know ain't got a dime. So don't tell me that money's going to make you happy. (laughs) We work and we work and we work so we can pay for our toys and our toys and our toys and everything. And none of it makes us happy. God will make you happy, though. I promise you. It's never failed nobody yet. Never failed nobody. Now, some people have said they believed in God and still been, but they were, that was a hypocrite catch. They were doing it for them, not for God. You latch on to God and you start living your life the way He wants you to live it, you're going to start shining so bright. You're going to walk around so confident that people will call you arrogant. But we're not going to be arrogant. We're just confident that God can do what is Philippians 4.16 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, I don't want to be president. I want to change the world. I want y'all to help me. We're going to do that. How about decision making? Does anybody else know that one person in your life that it doesn't matter if they go right or left, it works out for them? How would you like to be that person? Sign me up for that one. Well, God said, I will lead every decision that you make if you follow me and ride with me. All you got to do is live a holy life. Do the things that God said do. Stay away from the things that he said stay away from. Quit picking and choosing. Quit being a dude ranch Christian and start living your life like he told you to live it with obligation becomes privilege. But there is no privilege without obligation. So what did we learn today? Man, when you you live a holy life, that is vastly different than a religious life. Do not get those two things mistaken. There's a big difference between a holy life and a religious life, and I am not talking about religious. When you live a holy life, you will be confident. When you live a holy life, you will be happy. When you live a holy life, every decision you make will come to fruition. Maybe not immediately, but it will all work out. Guaranteed. Why? Because God promised it. Do you know a single candle flame can be seen from over 30 miles away? A single candle flame can be seen from over 30 miles away. How, ca- how far God said he wanted you to be like a city on a hill. How far do you think a city on a hill can be seen? That's how much God wants for your life. That's how much he's commanded for your life. But he won't make you do something that you aren't willing to do. Our job in this is to live a holy life and do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Sin is like a bug zapper. And everyone who doesn't know God is attracted to it. The devil has the biggest bug zapper in the world. And he turns on that neon light of sin and he's like, come on, it's what you've been looking for. And most of the world is going right for that bug zapper. We're going to shine like a bright city on a hilltop. And we're going to gather people. We're going to change their lives. And we're starting with you that are sitting here today, with you that are watching on the internet today. He has commanded each of you, you are not here by accident. He wants to put you up on that city on a hilltop. Our job is to reflect the light of God in a dark world so that others can find their way out of the darkness and avoid the sizzle.
You've been looking for purpose in your life. Whatever you do, you do this. I don't care if you're a teacher or a truck driver or a salesman or a cowboy or a rancher. You do everything. And in your everyday life, you live a holy life. And you let God's light reflect off of you. And you will be unstoppable. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, I thank you for your message today. God, I ain't here to try to talk nobody into you. If a man can talk somebody into you, a man can talk them out of you. God, my prayer right now is that the Holy Spirit speak into the hearts of everybody that's listening right now so that the truth may be revealed. Your word says that the light shines through the darkness. Lord, I ask that it shine through the darkness of all of our hearts and make us so bright that we can change the world, not for our glory, so that you may be glorified. God, give these people listening the guts to be who you call them to be. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. <laughs> now, if you didn't get something out of that, amigos, you've either lost your mind, lost your way, or lost your sense of humor. Maybe all three. Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby again. You know, I just wanted to say thanks for y'all coming, sitting with us for a spell. If you'd like to find out more about Save the Cowboy, just type in savethecowboy.com into that fancy computer or smartphone of yours and you'll be riding with us faster than a catch a dog lined out on a Maverick. And we'll see y'all next time. Adios. I'd like to thank my good friends at Integrity Auto Repair for their help in making this radio ministry possible. And their name says it all, Integrity Auto. If you're ever in Kiowa, Colorado, go by and see Jim and Kelly Gerald and tell them say the Cowboys sent you.